Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me today. This is the Spicy Pecan Podcast. Have you ever had a dream that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could. Hello, hello, my pecan family. Welcome to another episode of the Spicy Pecan Podcast. Thank you for checking out your girl once again. We're going to keep the episode pretty light this week. I hope uh, this episode is finding everybody healthy and well and in good spirits. I hope we're not consuming too much news and craziness. Um, I hope we're keeping our wits about us. Um, but this, uh, this episode, we're going to talk about current events We have some very exciting things going on in politics. Kamala Harris was chosen as Biden's VP pick, so we're obviously going to talk about that. And just some things happening in the news, some things happening in TV that I've kind of seen and just wanted to, you know, let you guys know what I'm watching. Um, So let's start with some, you know, some stuff that's in the news. Obviously, everybody's seeing all the, you know, the fallout for the schools opening and things like that. Are we surprised? Are we surprised, people, really? Um, Georgia school district quarantined more than 800 students after uh, everyone saw the photo (laughs) that rocked every parent's world and every school administrator's world. Massless students walking in the hallways as we knew they would. You know, I gotta say, that picture was actually worse than I thought the reality would be. But, geez, seeing it, um, I mean, we knew it was going to be bad, but that was just pretty reckless. And, you know, even though it's a high school age, this is what's going to be happening on college campuses. Don't think that college students are grown and they're clean and they know how to handle this or want to. Um, Not at all the case. You know, this is just what is to be expected from children, you know? So... Uh, Thank you, Hannah Waters, for um, releasing that photo. I know that took courage, being a high school student, knowing that you were going to get in trouble, which she did actually get suspended, which is some bull. Um, But um, regardless, uh, that photo needed to be released. And even if it wasn't released, guys, like, the numbers don't lie. The numbers won't lie. Uh, What was it? I think... What was the number for the other one? It was the Alabama uh, school district. Uh, One positive test kept 1,200 Alabama students from school. So, you know, obviously the reality of this, we talked about this in in another podcast, but um, yeah, it doesn't take rocket science. I'm I'm just lost on how we thought we were going to be able to do that. Um, And a lot of other just weird coronavirus (laughs) related news. A Florida sheriff bans masks for deputies and people coming into his office. So you're not allowed to wear a mask in this specific sheriff's office. FYI, this particular county um, set a single day record yesterday, which uh, with 13 coronavirus related deaths. So not only do you have an uptick in cases and in deaths, you then mandate that people are not to wear masks in your office. I think one of the biggest parts of this story is we just have to remember we're talking about Florida here, so not surprised at all. Um, 
Facebook is saying it removed over 7 million pieces of misleading or harmful posts regarding COVID-19. So, you know, the suggestion is what it's always been since episode one. Just stay on top of the science. If you are confused, uh, first of all, don't get any medical advice from Facebook. That's pretty solid advice I could give you right there. Um, Yeah, definitely a bad idea. But um, if you are confused on an article or anything like that, just check with the CDC. Check, you know, uh, Corona. You could type in COVID-19 and the CDC is going to come up. Stick to those. That's going to be the guideline that's going to um, that's going to see you through. That's the sound medical advice. Obviously, we don't know everything about the disease, but those are the guidelines you're going to want to be following. Um, Facebook saying they're removing stuff. First of all, Facebook, we all know, is just like a huge issue when it comes to these things. But that's, you know, to be expected. It's an open social network. So, of course, you're going to get the shenanigans with it. But just stay stay aware. And if you, if you have teenagers in the house, if you got kids in the house, if you have people who are highly susceptible to propaganda, and, you know, we know who these people are. They're just highly susceptible to just being told bull make sure that those are the people that you're you know making aware checking out for on facebook if you see them posting the craziest things you know check them um there's actually there's one relative that just posts the craziest stuff and i have been biting my tongue (laughs) in not saying anything so i mean i'm in the same boat as everybody else we kind of you know you, it, it takes all kinds. We all have all kinds of people on our social networks. We're all seeing the hateful stuff. We're seeing the positive stuff. We're seeing the helpful stuff. We're seeing the terrible. Um, I guess I should challenge myself in doing better to check people. I'll take that as a mental note. Uh, moving right along. So USA Today is reporting that the extra 400 in weekly unemployment benefits that Trump promised uh, will more than likely be around 300. Um, and then a stipulation of that money is that the states would have to pay one fourth. So I know Jersey was one of the first states that said, put their hands up and said, yeah, we're not doing that. So New Jersey residents may not be getting that relief at all. So we'll have to stay tuned to, you know, what's going to be happening with all of that. Um, prayers to everybody who has family members or if yourself who is struggling in this time, remember that there are resources um, available to you even on a state county level. If you aren't able to get unemployment benefits, um, you should still be able to qualify for food aid and um, medical aid. So make sure that you're still looking into those options. Um, God be with you. I know that this time is hard. I just watched a press release, or not a press release, a, a press conference, the uh, very first press conference with Kamala and Biden. And they were pretty much going over the fact that we are facing a worse economic situation than the, or comparable to the Great Depression. We haven't been in this level of ish <laughs> since the Great Depression. And uh, I don't know if some of you got an opportunity to listen to one of my previous podcasts where I did say that we are 
in a recession and we're rolling in, you know, it's not going to get better anytime soon. Uh, another reason why I stress to everybody who is working or receiving that or was receiving that extra $600 to save that money because you don't know how long you're going to be unemployed. You don't know what's around the corner. So now is not the time to be trying to floss. Now is not the time to be buying the rims. Now is not the time to go get your hair done. And that's across the board. I'm not just talking about melanated people. I'm talking about everybody. If you look at the numbers, uh, and this was 2017, more than half of Americans did not have $500 in their savings account. $500. That means that it takes a blink of an eye to set you back. That means it takes a nothing, a, a muffler, an issue with the car, uh, a doctor's appointment, a medication. It takes a blink for your whole situation to crumble and you to be in a situation where you are worse than where you were when you met that. Where if you set aside $5 a week even, $10 a week, that is how you're preparing for the unknown. Because we live life, we know these things are going to happen. Um, you know, and those that's for us that can. There are people who can't. They simply don't have the resources to even begin to save. You know, so I'm hoping that, uh, you know, that change is coming. And I'm hoping that they do up that amount for everyone that needs it. So we will stay tuned, obviously. And, uh, you know, let's move right along. So your president is still lying about mail-in ballots. There is absolutely nothing wrong with mail-in ballots. I will repeat again, there is nothing wrong with mail-in ballots. Mail-in ballots is how politicians vote. They don't walk to the polls. When's the last time you've seen a city official, government official? They don't, they don't do that. The president does not go to the voting polls to cast their vote. That's just not how it's done across the board. And people with money, people with means, people who are wealthy, they don't got, they, these people are not going to the polls. Like, there's nothing wrong with mail-in ballots. So if you decide that you do not want to go to the polls, that you do want to do the mail-in ballots, I do encourage it. Um, your health is more important to me than anything else. You know, you got to live to be able to fight another day. So that's my two cents about it. And, um... What else we got? Oh, finally, finally, we've got the 5-2 firecracker with a Caribbean flair coming out of the corner swinging. Kamala Harris is the VP pick for Biden. I am super excited about this. There are some very problematics about her, <laughs> but I am excited about this because there's energy back in change I feel like people feel that they can almost see a horizon they can see maybe something working out um I'm encouraged by this but obviously you know there's a huge a huge uphill battle to win and again you know not to confuse you guys I do not like to say I'm a Republican or I'm a Democrat or I'm an anything. I think that they're literally two big ass gangs. That's how I feel about it. I wish we had more of an option. 
I got more choices in the coffee that I can choose at Dunkin' Donuts than I do on the person that's going to run the entire country and be responsible for what happens to me and my money and my family and my health. So I think it's all crap. But looking at the options, this actually gives me a little glimmer of maybe something. So a lot of people don't really know too much about Kamala. <clears throat> Obviously, when, uh, you know, the debates were going on, there were 27 people debating or whatever the actual number was. It was absolutely ridiculous. So there were so many people, it was kind of hard to get a grasp on everybody. So the cool thing is Politico actually wrote an article, 55 things you need to know about Kamala Harris. So definitely check that out. But I picked a couple of my favorites. I wanted to, you know, just highlight certain things about her and whatever your personal opinion of her is, it is what it is. This is just to deliver some information. So uh, she obviously has been the Senator of California since 2017. When she ran for president, her motto was for the people, okay? That is light years away from where we are right now, where we have peaceful protesters being beaten up and uh, flashbanged with grenades and rubber bullets and all of this crap. So you got me so far. Um, so my top picks from the list was obviously she's the first black woman first Asian American VP and her name is Kamala Kamala Devi Harris imagine seeing that on a resume imagine seeing that on a resume I love it I love it I love it so um her parents met at UC Berkeley her parents are smart as shit so mom is a cancer researcher and dad is an economist from Jamaica she has had a very diverse upbringing and this is what we need the days are gone the days are gone of all of these old white men they don't reflect the american population at all they are so out of touch with the average american's life we're done moving forward after all of this every single vice president president every ticket needs diversity every ticket republican and democrat republicans need to start showing some diversity i want to see a gay person i want to see someone with some type of physical disability i want to see someone who is a real american not someone who's living high on the horse who is like a living on a bubble that they have no realistic idea of what everyday life is actually like the actual struggles of people so uh what else we got this woman was raised in a hindu temple and a baptist church when she arrived in first grade it was only the second year that that school had been integrated so mama has seen some things mama has seen some things okay she lived in canada in high school and mama went to howard for college she was an aka quick story about the akas i was actually going to be an aka myself when i was attending fairly dickinson they had started the very first chapter of akas when i was there 
and they recruited me or they were in the process of recruiting me, but they tried to make me quit my job. And that was the only way that I could stay in school. They liked my GPA. You know, I was super active on campus. The girls seemed cool. Um, but yeah, so I never got a chance to do the whole sorority thing. Mama had to work to stay in school. I went to school during the day and worked at night. And, you know, then I would flip that and I would go to school, you know, I'd flip it. So my teachers all knew every time I would come into class, usually I was coming from work or about to go into work. So thank God everybody was super sweet with me. But anywho, back to back to Miss Lady. Um, her signature accomplishment. So listen to this. This is super dope. So she actually set up a, uh, a database of criminal justice information, arrest records, death records, shootings, things like that um, to be open to the public. This, these are the type of things that we're looking for. Do you know what it means to be a prosecutor? or someone in leadership, a mayor, a governor, to go against the police department, because you know, they don't like to share nothing. If they don't have to give you data on anything, they won't. And in a lot of states, they don't. So to go up against the police, as we can see now, with all the protests and things like that, the police are one of the most powerful unions in the country, okay? they have been responsible for some of the craziest atrocity, atrocities, cover-ups, corruption, all kinds of things, as we can see on full display, um, you know, just turning on the news every day. So, uh, you know, much respect to her. She did, she accomplished that as the attorney general. Transparency in a place of leadership. That is awesome. I really, really like that. Um, in, two, in 2017, she went viral. Now, I remember this. She was interviewing uh, Jeff Sessions during the, Rusti the Russia investigations. After a few minutes of being questioned by Kamala, he literally said, I'm not able to, I'm not able to be rushed this fast. It makes me nervous. Yes, mama, work, work. That is who we need. That is who we need. You know, she's a prosecutor, she's a lawyer, so she know that, that fast talk. She puts you on the stand, baby, you might start to sweat. That's what we need. Um, and, you know, I'm not mad at the fact that she is definitely for the legalization of marijuana. Uh, so we definitely, we are so way beyond, we need to decriminalize immediately. Um, another cool thing, did you guys ever see uh, Saturday Night Live when Maya Rudolph did an impersonation of Kamala. Oh my God. First of all, I love Maya Rudolph. She is amazing. Um, she actually got an Emmy nod for her portrayal of, of vice or nominee vice president uh, Harris. Um, so that's pretty cool. Cause that means that we probably will be seeing that character a lot more. And I love Maya Rudolph. So I am all about that. Now, <clears throat> These are some really cool things about Kamala, right? Doesn't mean that the job is over. So if we remember from what happened with the Obama administration, we took appearances for change. I love the fact that Kamala is on the ticket. Love it. But that does not mean that feet do not need to be put to the fire. 
we have there's so much work that needs to be done that they need to move and the way that we're seeing democrats and republicans in the senate and the congress how they literally just sit on their asses these people need to move it can't just be oh i'm i'm indian yeah i'm black yeah i'm this i could say the cool thing or what no change progress now if you got a chance to look at the press conference today they were actually speaking real words <laughs> you know when trump gets up there i do not maybe i'm just so beyond disgusted at this point that maybe i'm not able to even hear but it just everything that comes out of his mouth just feels wrong to me so um one of the things that i definitely want us to make sure we're paying close attention to is her policies on healthcare because they're pretty shaky and uh obviously her prosecution past her past as a prosecutor um is problematic and hopefully she will be looking to do some uh redemption work in that area but uh there there's a lot of fixing that needs to be done so constant vigilance you know, constant, uh, these conversations need to be had, hard conversations and feet to the fire. So, so again, congratulations, Miss Harris. We are all rooting for your success and we are all rooting for real change, not just the appearance of change, even though you cute or whatever. Um, so let's move on. I want to talk about TV. So guys, BET has really been stepping up. Is anybody supporting BET? Do people think BET still trash? Like, what's the feeling about BET? I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm reinvested in BET and definitely all four Revolt TV. So first, let's talk about uh, BET. BET just released Rough Riders documentary, which I have not gotten a chance to see yet, but I did see an episode on The Breakfast Club. Um, where they were talking about the behind the scenes and stuff like that. Listen, if you know me, you know that I am an uber DMX fan. I love DMX. I love DMX. Through the drugs, through the pop belly, through the skinny days, through the Robin. Like, I love DMX, okay? Um, and BT also released... The No Limit documentary about Master P and his rise to success. Let me explain something to you guys. When I was like, uh, maybe I was probably like 11. I was probably like 11 or 12. My, uh, yeah, I was like 11 or 12. My aunt married a guy from Florida, right? They had a beautiful baby and they moved back to New Jersey. When they moved back to New Jersey, the baby was about a couple of, you know, maybe like seven, nine months, maybe a year. Um, but along with them came No Limit Records, okay? Because the guy that she married was absolutely obsessed. So we, I mean, we just fell in line, you know? It was, it was Ice Cream Man all day, Mia X. Silk the Shocker, Mystical, like I knew 
every all the album covers and at that time um you know a little later on we actually started selling cds uh before people actually had like computers and before napster was big where you could just rip music on your own um but anyway so i am so invested in this i started watching it i think i'm on episode four it is so good and let me one thing about master p that I respect so much. If you don't know anything about him, he is a legend in the hip hop community. and But even still in the hip hop, hip hop community, at least I can speak on the East Coast, not a lot of people really get it. Not a lot of people saw the movement or realized the movement. Um, but they were huge. These people that I had never heard about were never on the radio, never knew anything about. They were huge I mean larger than life they were making so much money I watched the movies like we bought it bought it like it was it was such a it just you know it brings back some good times but I would definitely recommend that documentary Master P is a mastermind in the way that he thinks the dope thing about this guy is he keeps in- integrity in his business half the words out of his mouth are about being a solid person period half the words out of his mouth are about doing the right thing people who didn't want to work with him wanted to go to other record labels he wasn't about holding them or stopping somebody's bag or trying to hold somebody back or not paying people fair he probably overpaid people if anything you know the just the story of how he saved snoop dogg from um death row records and suge knight and everything that was happening over there is amazing i mean snoop dogg Snoop Dogg would not be who he is today without a Master P. And Master P wouldn't be who he is without a J Prince and people like that, you know? So very, very, very cool stuff. And I cannot wait to see the Rough Riders documentary. But I also want to encourage you guys to stay in touch with Revolt TV. You know, obviously it is black owned. Diddy has mostly black executives. And it is, it is showing news of melanated people. You know, when we turn on regular news, we don't, we may see people that look like us, but the way that the stories are told are not benefiting us as far as giving us the information that we need. A lot of things that we see on the news are twisted in a certain way where it's like, they already tell you who the criminal is, who the good guy is, who the bad guy is, what happened before anything's even really come out. So I'm all about Revolt TV. They uh, launched a a news program maybe about two months ago, a month and a half. I can't remember the young lady that hosted uh, Williams, Robin Williams, or um, obviously it's not Robin Williams, (laughs) but her last name is Williams. I just can't remember exactly what her first name is. Very cute. and she's hard hitting like she doesn't pull any punches she speaks her mind i believe she's an attorney um and mama knows her stuff so definitely check out revolt tv and what they're doing as far as news over there so i got an opportunity i was asked to um assist in another podcast so i was interviewed by jay he is the host of dissecting your perspective real cool podcast i now have it in my library i've listened to an episode and you know obviously i gotta catch up a little bit but 
Um, the episode that he interviewed me for was basically inspired by this music video that everybody's talking about, WAP. Um, the, it was essentially the topic was why men have such a problem with the promiscuity of women, right? The cool thing about Jay is he has one of, if you guys check out the podcast, and I definitely suggest doing that, dissecting your perspective. My interview will be coming out in the next week or so. So definitely keep posted. Um, Check that out. I know that he's on Spotify. Um, So the cool thing about this guy is he has like one of those National Geographic voices or like, uh, you know how when Morgan Freeman does God? (laughs) (laughs) so I thought that was really cool um real good episode we had some you know it was very cool perspective being in kind of the mix of uh two straight guys talking about women very interesting so definitely check out that episode but I want to talk about it a little bit here and just address it not so much I mean yeah the video but just kind of the larger premise of this um One of the biggest rivals of racism, or not even rival, I would say the brother and sister of racism is sexism, patriarchy, right? Because what else is more pervasive than racism but sexism? We see it in every dynamic of life. Just like racism, it's everywhere. It's in every corner. So is sexism. So... I'm not going to lie, I was pretty surprised at people's reaction to the video because, first of all, it's not even the only time we've ever seen such provocative, for the time, um, lyrics coming from women. I thought we were kind of cool with all this after the whole Little Kim, you know, thing. I thought that we had had all these discussions, but I guess not. And, you know, the thing about this is men are so interesting to me because... You were the consumers of this business, right? Women take their clothes off. They wear provocative things. You, you're the biggest consumers of, of porn, of, um, you know, uh, strip, strip clubs, things like that. That's, that's your market. That's the market that you created, right? You create the need. And then you complain about the actors that provide the solution to that need. So... While you spending your money in OnlyFans, you talking out the side of your neck about how much of a hoe she is. And it's just so incredible that men really don't know what they want. They don't. And the fact that I, I blame, I blame straight women mostly. And I'll explain why. And listen, you can say whatever you want in the comments. Um, straight women are mostly the you're responsible for this because you keep feeding into it. You keep feeding into it. For every chick that's waking up before her man to brush her teeth, fix up her face and do her hair and then lay back in the bed like she never woke up, you're the problem, sis. For all the women who are raising little boys and you punch them in their chest and you say, toughen up, you the problem, sis. You are, you the problem. For all the women who snatched away a baby doll because your son wanted to be a caretaker of something. You know, kids, they just, when they see babies, they want to take care of babies, obviously. 
it's a toy it's a fun thing they're not thinking about it in terms of sexuality or being soft or any of the bullcrap that we create these are the things that we keep doing over and over yet you still want a sensitive guy you want someone who's not going to pop you upside your head. You want someone who is going to treat you right. You want someone who is going to be a real partner for you. Then stop raising the opposite. Stop encouraging the opposite. Seriously, I mean, I see it. You know, one thing I can say, especially as a lesbian woman myself, I can even say I have been spoiled by my partners. I know for a fact, I know for a fact that one of my girlfriends did used to wake up before I woke up, brush her teeth, do her hair, fix up her face, sometimes even put on a little blush or, you know, like the red, the blush for the, your cheeks. Do that before going back into bed. Or just all kinds of little things to accommodate me in ways that I really didn't need to be accommodated in. You have straight women right now trying to uphold these traditional relationships where we don't even have the environment that supports that. We're not in the environment where you're a man and you can have one job and raise a family of two, three, four. That time is gone. This is a time of a two income household, whoever those two people be. That means we need more partnership. And the good thing is that leaks down to equal rights. But you have to demand that. Instead, we have a lot of women upholding their traditional duties and holding a full-time job. So mama's waking up, making sure the kids get to school, making sure breakfast is done, lunches are packed, making sure everybody gets to where they need to go. Babe, where's my shoes? Where's my belt? I know because I'm that person in the morning. Babe, where's my shoes? Babe, where's my belt? Where's I know. So you're doing all that. Then... You got to do it at work. You got to take care of everybody's needs at work. You got to make sure everything is good so you collect that paycheck. Don't get fired. Keep getting promoted. Be excellent there. Then you have to come home. You still have to prepare food. Are the kids going to this game, that game, da 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 da, da. You're doing all of that until finally maybe you have a half hour to yourself to take a shower, get yourself together just to go to bed and do it all again. A lot of you... So we got to demand better. You have to demand better. What is the point? I get the religion aspect and all of that, but when you start to deep dive into even that, the tradition of marriage even, the tradition of marriage was property. And then they start throwing glitz. Oh, you get a dress. Oh, you get this. So oh, we plan and this and that. Now it's more of an event. No, this started as property. So how is sexism any different from than racism? Property? Property. You know, I also feel that men have this fascination with the good girl and the bad girl, right? Where grow the hell up because there's no such thing as a good girl or a bad girl. There are people who are living their damn lives and making decisions accordingly. I, for one, I see a girl calling herself a hoe as 
us saying nigga you took the word back to regain the power yeah nigga i'm a hoe and what i'm a good one you crack you laugh and you move on that's taking the power back from it and i think that is actually how people are using it now because no you're not going to keep playing these girls you're not going to keep playing these girls you're not going to keep making it seem like you have to be damn near a virgin so you got to be pretty you got to be damn near a virgin you have to be perfect in so many ways but what about him or what about your partner why don't you hold them to the same standard at all so this person can be as crusty as can be as nasty as can be rude short with you treat you however and that's fine that's just how a man acts you know they tough that's just how they roll no i think it's all ridiculous i like the video of course you know i did i like the video i did extensive research you know obviously i had to watch it several times to get the the true gist of what cardi was going for in her artistic expression <laughs> um but uh i'm all for it i'm all for it reclaim the word don't let nobody tell tell you who you are don't let one side be as promiscuous as they want to be and nasty as they want to be and rap about it all day and there's two thousand examples of that to the three and people want to attack the three because they're women nah that's oh we over that we off that let me know how y'all feel do you think I'm totally off base, somewhat off base? You think I'm right on the mark? How do you feel? I've had this conversation with several people. I just had it with the guys. Obviously, we got much more in depth, but there's a lot to this, a lot. Maybe I should do an episode just unpacking just the everyday examples of sexism that we see. I know, you know, before we um, kind of wrap up a little bit, I know one example do you guys remember in the 90s how it was walking down regular street blocks where dudes would literally howl, holler at you from the top of the block? Yo, shorty with the red shirt. Yo. Sh Do you remember those days? We've gotten somewhat far. I think when you, anytime, just like what we're seeing in race, uh, with the whole race relations thing, when you start burning shit, when people start losing jobs, when people are totally uncomfortable, when you push people into a corner where they have to see you, that's when things change. And I remember being a teenager in that era. I remember seeing videos of Freaknik and stuff like that. It was a very scary time. That is what toxic masculinity does. Am I trying to soften men? Hell no, you never could. Testosterone is a hell of a drug. It's going to do what it does. I stole that from Jay. Testosterone is a hell of a drug, okay? I love men. I have brothers. I have uncles. I don't live, love them like that, but I love men. I don't have anything against men. I'm not one of those, you know, uh, lesbians that hates men and thinks they're... No, not at all. But I've been spoiled because I've seen examples of amazing men that's why I know the bullshit when I see it. 
There ain't nothing wrong with a man picking up a pot and cooking. That don't take nothing away from his masculinity. There ain't nothing wrong with a man picking up some laundry and cleaning his drawers along with yours. That don't take away your masculinity. If anything, it makes you even more of a man because you took time out of your day to support your woman. That's just my opinion. But I'm giving these examples because we have come far, but we also have a far way, obviously, to go. And that issue is just as serious as racism. You know, it really, really is. There's still a lot of sexual assaults. There's still, a, you know, we still have a huge issue with sex trafficking. We still have huge issues surrounded by masculine uh, toxicity. That idea that you're somehow trying to be masculine as a woman if you speak your mind or you're being a bitch or all the things that they try to tell us we are. Men don't know women. How you gonna tell me what I am? I know what you are because the system is built, set up for you. <laughs> I live the existence where you are the almighty powerful. I live that every day, so I know you. I know you very well. I see you in every corner of every facet of everything. You know, the, the dope thing though, we have seen a lot of progress. Um, I am very hopeful by the new generation, and also just a lot of guys. You know, think about that movement of girl dads and all of that. I love that. I want to see more of that. That is not soft. That is strength. Soft is not crying. A punk hides their emotions. You got to be tough to show your emotions. And I'm not talking about a crybaby. I'm not talking about somebody who whines about everything. Strength is being able to show who you are, regardless of what somebody's gonna say, regardless of if somebody calls you soft, regardless of if somebody calls you whatever. Anywho, that is my two cents. If you haven't seen the video WAP, definitely check it out. Damn, that's crazy. I just start talking and all of a sudden it's 41 minutes later. Um, listen, guys, I love you. I love all of the support. Make sure you check out my episode on dissecting your perspective um, about the video WAP and uh, female sexuality. And also, if you haven't done it already, give me five stars on iTunes they rate me higher. They'll start suggesting me more. So if you're listening to this on your iPad, iPod, or damn, more than got iPods no more. If you're listening to this on your iPhone, give me five stars, baby. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. <laughs> um, if you're checking me out on YouTube, leave me a comment. Let me know what you think about what I, you know, what we were talking about in terms of the video, the WAP video. Um, and also where am I on? I'm on Spotify. We're soon going to be on Amazon platform, which is super dope. I was invited to, um, upload my podcast to that platform. So that'll be coming down the pipeline soon. Also guys, we have some dope ass merch. I am on Etsy. So if you search spicy pecan on Etsy, you will find me. If you also go on my Instagram, you will see the link on my link tree and all of my social media pl platforms have the little links and things like that. 
If you can't find it, you can always email me at spicypecanpodcast at gmail.com. And listen, very last thing, if you have any questions, if you have anything that you want my opinion on, you want to see a pecan's perspective, feel free to email me at spicypecanpodcast at gmail.com. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. I hope that you're enjoying all the content. Have an amazing week. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to Spicy Pecan Podcast. This is a wonderful new media production.